This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, taking you all the way to midday. You are now about to hear the story of one of our brave frontline workers who has had to stay away from his family for months, four months, in fact, to find out how life on the front lines impacts doctors and their families. I am so pleased to be joined now by Dr. Khad Al-Awadi and his wife, Maryam Fikri, who just happens to be a news anchor right here at Sharjah TV. Welcome to you both. Well, yeah, first of all, um, thank you very much for hosting me and my wife and uh, Sharjah TV. It's a pleasure for me as well, I think, for my wife as well. Yes, it, yes, it's great to have you, Dr. Khad. Mariam, welcome to the show as well. Hello, everyone, and good morning, everyone. Thank you both so much for taking the time out. I know that you two are so very busy in your schedules. But first, I want to start off with you, Dr. Khalid. Um, you know, f- f- it's been four months now, uh, but I-, I want you to kind of give us an idea because when you were first asked to work with the team of doctors who are screening coronavirus patients on the front lines. How did you feel about that as things were unfolding back then? Well, the thing is, when things all started that we knew about those old tents and we knew about the field hospital in the beginning, we were not aware or we were not sure how, what was uh, the workflow, to be honest. We thought that things are going to be a little bit difficult. There's a high chance that we're going to be infected. And uh, at that time, I just decided that I need to go there and uh, isolate myself from my wife and from my whole family. Um, the feeling, to be honest, is was something, a, mix, a mixture of both um, uh, being proud and at the same time being scared, to be honest. <laughs> because we were not sure, we were not aware of how, as I said, the workflow will be. And in terms of like the, the virus itself, you know, being so highly infectious, you know, a lot has happened in the last four months. You know, uh, we were thinking that this might be over in a few weeks, but here we are, you know, months later, we're still trying to find a vaccine. You know, th- there are still so many unknowns around this virus. How did it feel having to, to stay away from your family for that long? Uh- well, like you said, I mean, we thought it's going to be done like in a few weeks. And in the beginning, we thought probably things will be done before Ramadan. But, uh, you know, that kind of feeling that it's going to be over like in four weeks and then it was extended to eight weeks and it was extended to 12 weeks. So in the beginning, it was okay. I mean, four weeks is okay. Maybe we can handle it or at least maybe like six weeks. But then things kept on going, kept on going. And as you said, we're trying to find a vaccine and uh, the virus is very infectious. And I would say my feeling of being scared was almost gone by the second month because we were tested every week and we came back all the time negative because we're taking all the precautions needed. But the thing is, um, the feeling, especially when I go back home, the feeling of loneliness, missing my wife, missing seeing my son, uh, missing seeing my, my parents as well, that was a challenging to be honest. Oh, my goodness. You have a son, the two of you, Ahmed, who is, I believe, a year and five months old now. He's still very young and he's in that formative stage right now where he's doing lots of things for the first time. So tell us about that experience, Dr. Khad, and I'm going to come to you in a second, Mariam, because we need to hear it from you as well. 
about, you know, what that has been like, being away from your young son and what you've missed. The thing is, I'm, I'm very attached to my son, especially he came the very first the very first son I have, and he carried my father's name. Um, so I'm very attached to him. But honestly, to be, I mean, honestly, things are way better now than I would say like a few years ago. We do have like video calls. We can at least see each other in video calls. And I can see from the face of my son when he looks at me at the video call, he's, he's smiling, he's happy, he's trying to talk to me in a way. So... That's kind of relieving for me, to be honest, because I feel that he knows me. Yeah. He still remembers me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mashallah. And, and that's the thing. Thank God for Zoom and video calls, because what would we do without it, right? So that's, that's right. How, how you've been doing. Do you do it daily? Are you, like, looking at him, you know, watching him daily and, and, and you know, on video calls with him daily? Or how does it work? Um, yeah, I would say it's almost, I think, five times a week. Yeah. Um, that is the minimum, five times a week or even six times a week, to be honest. Um, and yeah, it's it's going on well, except my son is being a little bit uh, naughty. He's trying to hold the phone and close it every now and then. So we can't, so we can't talk to him or even see him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's at that age. It's the age of exploration. Oh, my goodness. Mariam. I want to come to you, you know, this must be a tough time for you uh, to be away from your husband. You have this beautiful young child, Allah Khalil Kumiya, mashaAllah. Thank you. What what is, I want from your perspective, what it's been like? Uh, Actually, it's a little bit of a hard thing because, uh, you know, my husband, he's uh, far away from me and uh, everything is on my shoulder, so... But, you know, this thing, it makes me as a stronger and uh, I got more knowledge about how to get care of my son and uh, how to do my job as a mother. So this thing, uh, it's good. At the same time, it's not good. For sure. For sure. One hundred percent. And, you know, as mothers, we have to be strong in any situation. But this is especially hard. You know, I'm sure, you know, four months ago, you weren't thinking that, you were you would be away from your husband your child would be away from his yes. dad so yes. tell me about the challenges in that time i know you're being strong but there there are challenges and and how have you been dealing with that um uh actually uh, i'm staying now with my family and they are helping me so mm. much about this thing and uh, even getting care of my son, they are helping me, my mother, my mother-in-law, everybody. Um, it's it's a little bit hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It must be really hard not to see and hug your husband and, and to be there together and for your son as well. But... You know, th- I want to talk to you, Dr. Khalid, about what your yep. days have been like every day. What, wh- because for us, you know, on this side of things, we just think, okay, we're supposed to wear a mask, we're supposed to wash our hands, we are supposed to take care. But what is it like for you as a doctor who is working on the front lines every single day? What does right. your typical so thing, day look like? Yeah. Right. So it's all started in, in Feb, actually. Um, when we- that coronavirus becoming like more of a pandemic nowadays mm. um, probably by the by the by the beginning of March I would say so the thing is I mean I just I did it myself for my family so we started in the beginning and then in the clinics 
And in the clinics, um, we see like normal cases. And there was at that time some suspected cases of coronavirus. Mm. But it was not as much as, as now, or at least maybe like a month ago. And then they called us to go to the tent. So things changed when we went to the tent. I started to be in the triad in the beginning. So um, I wake up in the morning going, what was, I was a charger tent at that time. Um, and uh, we were starting triading at that time and working under the sun. It was a bit tough in the beginning, especially working under the sun. We're talking about eight hours under the sun, starting from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You're outside. But, you're working outside. Right. Uh, at that time, yeah, I was mm. working outside. You know, I go back home like, I would say, um, like 90% tired. <laughs> I just want to lay down, have my dinner, and do just like nothing because I'm really tired and I'm kind of dehydrated. Of course. Um, things a things little, little bit difficult when Ramadan came, though the working hours was four hours, then they extended to six hours. The problem is the dehydration was a little bit tough because then we start to work in Ramadan at 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. Um, and sometimes till 1 p.m. So that time was really tiring for us, to be honest, like thirsty all the time and working under the sun. And, you know, it was at that time, uh, May and, uh, you know, um, beginning of May and uh, end of May, it was really hot and humid, I would say. Uh, now, after Eid, I'm now the manager of City Walk Health Screening Center. Things are a little bit different now. At that time, it was more physical work. Mm. But now it's more of an admin work, I would say. Mm. So working in admin is a little bit different than working in the, in the triad. In the triad, you work for like eight hours and you're done for the day. Almost, I would say you're done for the day. But working as an, in an admin, I would say you're like 24-hour on call. You should expect anything. You should expect any phone call. And you need to reply any strange numbers as well. Because you don't know who's calling you. You just need to be like available 24-7 all the time, exactly. ready to go. All the time, and I, my, my, my mobile, to be honest, the, one of the biggest challenges I'm facing right now is having my mobile phone charged 100% all the time. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is that is definitely a big challenge as well. But we're going to take a very short break. We're going to come back in just a moment, and I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Khalid uh, and Mariam as well, about dealing with the challenges right now, the mental challenges that come with it, the physical challenges when we're hoping to see the two of you back together again, reuniting again, and what you want all of us to know and understand about the experience that you are going through. All of that and more is coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. We are back with Dr. Khaled Al-Awadi and his wife, Maryam, as they share their experience uh, where Dr. Khaled has been a frontline worker working uh, in the fight against COVID-19. For four months now, he has not been with his family to protect them from infection. And I want to thank you both once again uh, for joining me. It is really difficult, um, you know, for us to imagine having to go through that. So I want to ask you, um, Dr. Khaled, about mm. what you want people to understand about the work that you do, about the work that the frontliners do and the sacrifices that they have to make. Um, first of all, I want to extend my thanks to, uh, to the UAE government and uh, to the UAE president and rulers, um, uh, His Highness Sheikh Khalifa and His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed and His Highness as well, uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, for all the effort they're making, like having all these screening centers, um, 
like all over UAE, like more than like big number of screening centers. We 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 have the capacity to screen more than one thousand uh, person per day. That's a huge thing, to be honest. Mm. I would like for the people to understand that the government they're trying their best. They're doing more than what they could do, to be honest, um, to try to screen as much as possible. Because in that case, if we screen if we screen a big number, we can contain the virus in a way or another. Maybe you can see from yesterday news that the numbers have been decreased a lot. Yeah. Um, and you can see at the same time um, the number of recovery, uh, the number of recovered patients are way more than the number of new cases. So that's that's a huge thing. I want the people to understand that the government are trying their best when they tell you to stay at home. You should understand it was not said for none. You should stay at home. Then you should stay at home. You need to wear the face mask. You need to wear the face mask. It's all been studied. It's all been proven that um, social distance, facial mask, um, sorry, face mask, um, not going outside unless it's necessary for stuff like food, drinks, or maybe medications. It's all been studied and it's all been showed that it, this is the best way um, to decrease the number of coronavirus. It's one of the best way, or let's say the best way to prevent the coronavirus um, spread until vaccine is available. Mm-hmm. And this is number one thing I want the people to understand, that everybody's doing their effort. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know how you feel about it because, you know, you see people who are not adhering to the guidelines as well. How does that make you feel, you know, in, in when you see people just ignoring it and just thinking, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to do my own thing. How does that affect you? How does that affect your family? Well, the thing is, I mean, we got a lot of, um, I mean, we've got a lot of people think about it that way. And we face a lot of people who think about it this way. And in the end, especially like in the Eid, especially like when there's a gathering and one person who, let's say, never stick to the rules, and he infects all his family. And you can see how, how, how regrettable he is, mm. how, how regret he feels, and how bad he feels for his families. And then he remembers that, oh, I should have listened to the government. Oh, I should have listened to the doctors. I feel bad for these people. I mean, every time, prevention is way better than cure. People should understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Prevention is better than cure. Very important words. Mariam, I want to ask you about um, when you interviewed your husband, Dr. Khalid, uh, live on air on Sharjah News. What was that experience like when you saw him on the news and, and speaking about what he's been doing, the, the very brave thing that he is doing for all of us? We are, we are all indebted to you, to him, to your family, uh, and to the others working on the front lines. But what was that like for you? Yeah. Um, actually, I knew that <clears throat> I will interview him live on the news but i didn't expect his answers about me or our baby tell me uh, tell me what you said Ahmed. tell me what you said dr khalid when she interviewed you that she didn't expect um that's for Maryam, i think that question right yeah um, he he just supported me on uh, on the live and uh, he supported me. Uh, he he's talking about his uh, son that he is missing him, and uh, so I was shocked and surprised. That's just it's beautiful. It's it's so beautiful uh, for you, Dr. Khalid. You know this is so important because it's not you're not here without the support of your family. So I want to know what that means for you. 
Um, to be honest, yeah, my wife, she told me about the interview that Sarah TV wants to interview me. And to be mm-hmm. honest, I never thought that she's going to interview me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, it was in my mind, but I never thought it's going to be, that, that's going to happen. Because, you know, I was busy. I never thought about it, like, like in depth. Um, honestly, I, I never prepared for that interview. I just said what I have to say. And um, I just wanted to, you know, at that time to thank my wife for all the effort she does, like going to work, facing all the people, um, you know, sometimes working and then sometimes like any workplace could be uh, could be an infectious place, right? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, supporting my son, you know, at that age, um, like one year or a little bit more, yeah, she has to be very careful. Um, he's not aware about the surroundings. You know, all these precautions she's taking, like at least I should have said something to her. Oh, absolutely. 100%. We take our hats off to you, Mariam, and to, to Dr. Khalid. But I want to ask you, first of all, um, Mariam, what is the, the first thing that you're going to do when Dr. Khalid comes home? I think um, I'll be happy yeah. uh, because we will meet again and uh, uh, everything will be better. Of course. Of course, 100%. Dr. Khalid, is there an end in sight? Are you feeling like the, the, the battle is kind of, it's being won, hopefully that you are going to be home soon. What does that look like for you? Um, it's, it's, a, it's something to, I don't know how to say it, but honestly, it's something that I think about it almost every day. Yeah. Um, and uh, thinking about it every day, and I'm sure that I'm not going to do whatever I think about, it's going to be just spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Things will be spontaneous at that time. So I don't want to think about it, honestly. You don't want to think about what, what's going to happen when you finally get home. Right. I mean, even when you try to think about it, there's a lot of things you want to do. So I decided just to make it, I mean, let's make it spontaneous. Whatever happens, it happens. Yeah. I'm sure things, good things will happen, inshallah. The, the first thing it will be, of course, uh, hugging Ahmed. And uh, and being with him, I imagine. Um, well, Mariam should be upset if I said only Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to be diplomatic, but of course, Mariam is in the picture of uh, absolutely right, well. 100% to be with your family. Um, you know, I would love for you to kind of give us an insight into, are we looking at hopefully this being over soon? From you, your perspective as a doctor, how are things looking in terms of the fight against COVID-19? As I said, like we're doing our best now. You can mm. see the numbers are, I mean, getting low and low and low, and the recovery numbers are getting higher nowadays. So I think we're doing the best. Um, regarding is it we're close to the end, I'm not sure, to be honest, because uh, I can't be, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the end. But yeah. one thing I might assure you, we're doing our best. Things are getting way better than it was like two months ago. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are just incredibly grateful for all of the work that you are doing. And this fight is going to continue for you for as long as this virus uh, is around and that there is a pandemic. Um, And definitely just a huge, huge thank you from us here at Pulse95, but from everyone, everyone. We just need to say thank you so much for all that you do and Thank all you. that you are putting out there for us. And we need to remember, I, I would love, you know, some final words from both of you for us to yeah. kind of, to remember, um, you know, as we, as you said, Dr. Khaled, this is still an infectious disease. It is still out there. What do you want people to remember every day 
particularly about those who are on the front lines? I would like to say that, just like His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed said, hang in there, be patient, things will get better soon. Um, uh, I would like to extend my thanks to my to my fellow doctors, not only doctors, to be honest, frontliners we're talking about, even the cleaners, even the securities who are working with us. I'm talking about the nurses who are taking the swabs. They are at high risk, to be honest. Even yes. the administrative, yeah, even people in the administration working in the clinics, all of them at high risk, high, high risk, to be honest. And I would like to thank them for all the effort they're doing. Um, I would like to thank Maryam as well, and uh, just to say to Maryam, be patient, things will get better, inshallah, and the future will be brighter. Maryam, anything and, uh, you'd like to say? Yeah, um, I want to say uh, thank you, Dr. Khaled, so much for everything you have done for me and our son. We miss you so much and hope to see you very, very soon. Actually, you supported me, not just in my work life, but he even supported me in every little thing in my life. So thank you so much, my husband, Dr. Khaled, for uh, everything from the bottom of my heart. This thing, uh, I couldn't say it live on TV at that interview. So now I got the... Uh, the chance to say it here. I love that so, so much. Thank you, and I want to thank my family, my friends, our UAE leaders for everything, for the support. Even Sharjah TV, they are supporting me for everything. So thank you. Thank you all. Oh, absolutely incredible. I just want to cry and I want to <laughs> hug you all right now. This is just so incredibly beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me here on Life Beats and sharing your story. And I hope that everybody takes that away when we are out and about, when we are interacting with other people, that we remember your words and we are all responsible and we have a role to play. And if we all play our part, it means, Dr. Khalid, you get to be home faster. And that's what we all have to keep in mind. (laughs) So thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lots more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.